1: Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick.
2: It's noon in Maricopa County, Arizona, and time for your daily noon with Michelle on the Everything Home Dog Radio Show. <laughs> Take Action Tuesday, live studio audience has put on their common sense caps, hopefully they leave them on all day, and are excited for our fourth special segment of With Our All-Star Partners and the most important and powerful week yet of March Madness Maskless Month of Makeovers, Motivation and Marketing. No more excuses and no more masks. They don't work, they actually make you sick, people. Today's topics on episode 181, Community Awareness, Action and Faith, delivered by Three of our all-star partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. Mr. Dan Schultz, he's recruiting precinct committeemen to fix local government and save America. Marianne Mendoza, Angel Families and Angel Moms, a support group for victims of illegal alien crime. Missy Purdue, win this fight, in nonprofit which is stopping human trafficking. Pretty hot topics. Pretty important things going on here in this country. Visit everything home or resource platform.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference. One location for all the information. The ultimate resource platform. Bookmark it. Make it your new homepage. Start your day with everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. resource platformcom Every- During March, Madness, Maskless Month, 31 Days of Makeovers, Motivation, and Marketing. We're tackling a different topic each week and every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Notice the time zone change. Arizona is now in Pacific Time. We don't change our clocks, but we do rig our elections, shred our ballots, and our babies are racist. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great show today, everybody. Uh... Our special live segments are brought to you by the all-star team of 118 partners of the Everything Home Patriotic Purpose Driven Resource Platform, so you can take action and do a deeper dive and laser focus on the week's topics. It is all about no more excuses, and now we've made it easier than ever to take action in only a few minutes a day and learn the messages that matter from the people you need to know about while making a difference in your lives, the lives of others, and your community. Community is today's focus. Everything you need is listed on our Take Action tab at EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com. To get started on your great awakening journey, listen to episode 171, where I give a quick overview of our special March Madness maskless month. That's 31 days because it takes 21 days to form a habit. Of course, we all know we all fall off the wagon. It's time for Mo in every aspect of our lives. Well, except for those dirty masks, masks that don't work, they actually make you sick. And our symbolism of control and tyranny, which we've allowed to take over our lives for the past year, but no mo! Step it up, and we are making changes, people. You can find the episode 171 at the top of our Take Action tab at EverythingHomeResourcePlatform.com or on your favorite podcast player. Here's a quick recap of the topics for each week, March Mask with Madness and the All-Star episodes. Week one, Personal Improvement and Growth, that's episode 173. Week two, Health, Wellness, and Fitness, episodes 176 and 178. Week three, which is this week, Community Awareness, Action, and Faith. This Thursday, our all-star partners will be Pastor Greg Young, Shelby Bush, and the infamous prophet Amanda Grace is back. What a lineup, everybody. (laughs) Week four, business and marketing success. Week five, personal and business coaching. Here's your take action item to do today. H.R. 1, the For the People Act. Reminder, the names of the bills created by Congress contain just the opposite of the information inside of them. Just the opposite. It has passed the House, and if the Senate approves, it will completely destroy election integrity in our country. It federalizes our election laws and would legalize all of the fraud from the 2020 election. 250 million ballots will be mailed out with no Accountability. IDs are not required to vote. Illegals can vote. Felons can vote. 16-year-olds can vote. You would think this is some sort of twilight zone we're living in. We all need to take action and contact our elected elites and tell them hell no. Hell no, people. Go to the take action tab at everythinghomeresourceplatform.com and click the politician contact info page. And if you're here in Anarchy, Arizona, the Arizona elected officials contact info page. Find the senators and congressmen for your entire state and contact them every day. Email, call, tweet. All the information is on the take action tabs. We can't sit back and do nothing and let them destroy our country, liberty, God-given rights, and this incredible country. Today's topics in episode 181, community awareness, action, and faith. What we, 1206. Uh, All right, we're going, we're going. It is March 16th, and here's a daily reminder. The demon rats, the Republic camps, the elected elites, the permanent political pundits, and all the false authorities who've been lying to us for decades. The 11 bigs, that's big media, a.k.a. big stream media. Mainstream media. Mainstream media. Big tech, big government, big business, big labor, big money, big entertainment, big lobby, big pharma, big box, big religion. They have no use for you except to take your money and freedom. They only want control, so we need to rely on each other since we're all in this together. <laughs> Remember, there's at least 100 million patriots, and we vote every day with our time, our efforts, our actions, and our choices and buying decisions, our wallets. Where are you spending your money? Where is your money? Quick little note. Over the weekend or even last week, once they lifted the mask mandate for the state of Texas, you see that woman that went into Bank of America, and the the police officer, security officer in there, like, basically attacked her and arrested her and handcuffed her. She didn't wear a mask. Wasn't required. It's out of control. Texas. What's going on? bank of america take your money out move your checking savings all your accounts they don't need it they also do many other bad things which we talked about on the show no more excuses The theme for the month it's time to rip off your dirty masks. they don't work they actually make you sick They're symbolism of control and tyranny which we allowed them to take over for the past year reclaim your freedoms go back to normal take action do something and reopen america here's the inspiration let's get this take action week in
1: order i woke up this morning I saw a world full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And how's it ever gonna turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something?
2: Today's topics on episode 181: community awareness, action, and faith. Let's kick off week three of March Maskless Madness with the motivation and inspiration you need to really take action. It's time for our all-star partners, Mr. Dan Schultz. He's an attorney, author, on a mission to recruit precinct committee men, which I am one now. Watch out, neighborhood LD23 in Arizona and get more patriots active in local politics. The Precinct Project blog has all the uh, take action details and it's also listed on our take action tab. And as we all know, sadly, we used to say, well, if you don't vote, then you don't really have a right to complain. Well, we did vote and didn't uh, quite turn out. Says they cheated. So now we have to do something. We have to work from the bottom up and get this thing under control, take back our country. Audience, give Mr. Dan a great patriot a round of applause. <laughs> Dan Schultz, how are you today?
3: I'm real good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome.
2: I figured I, I had him rile up the troops to get him, uh, kind of just shake him up a little bit, get him, in, get him into that patriotic common sense mode so we can get him to take some action, join uh, the precinct committee well, yeah. Man, wave, man. It's time. we got to do something. This is just ridiculous. It's getting more out of control now with all these bills that are being passed.
3: Yes. So you've you... Demonstrated how easy it can happen. You you contacted Legislative District 23. You got the form, a simple form to fill out, and now you're you're a volunteer precinct committeeman uh, in the Republican Party. And you're by doing that, you're helping to send a message to our Republican state legislators who failed to properly supervise this election and supervise the secretary of state and, and the County board of supervisors, they all failed. The best way for those listening to this program right now to demonstrate to those legislators that you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore is by becoming a precinct committeeman. Two thirds of these slots of the Republican party here in Arizona are vacant. If you want to send a signal to them that you've finally figured out how to do politics and change the outcome of the local elections, the county elections, the state legislative elections, um, in the primary election, the most important election, all of them, if they want to return to their offices have to win a primary best way to take them out in the primaries to fill up all the precinct committeeman slots with conservatives, because when you're a precinct committeeman, you get access to the get-out-the-vote software that the party uses to identify voters to go boost turnout, and you can use that software. It's real easy to use. It basically prints out for you. You can have it print out for you the voters who don't normally vote in the primary, and why do they normally not vote in the primary? They don't pay attention enough attention to politics. But now those people are really mad, and they want to know who to vote for come 2022 in the primary. You can then visit them, make a phone call to them, or go to their door and drop a flyer off. It doesn't take a lot of, a lot of effort. And I explain all of this at my blog, PrecinctStrategy.com, PrecinctStrategy.com. Dot com. I've also written a short book about this, but it's real easy. The problem is we don't have enough conservatives. We haven't had enough conservatives the last 10 years participating in party politics by becoming precinct committeemen, And that's what I want your listeners to do.
2: And it is very easy. Uh, what I did was um, your uh, precinct project blog is connected to our take action tab. So if anybody goes to that and they want to become a precinct committee man in any state or any, uh, or throughout Arizona, uh, I, I it links directly to you. So there you'll see Dan's face, you'll see his banner and it goes right to his website. So that way you can, you can easily find him and get all the information about what you need to do. And then Maricopa County, I call it Mar- corruption County, it's a little different because there's a couple different organizations here that have linked the websites for the different legislative districts. So it's actually even easier. So I have a special section just for Maricopa yeah. County. It's so, so easy. So basically and I'm, I'm going recap it real quick for everybody. You go to the take action tab. You go to the section for Arizona that shows I want to become a precinct committee man in Maricopa County. You find where your legislative district is. There's a link right on there. You just go right into the website. And I put, in, I put real in, simple instructions. Then you go to another website. We just click the graphic. And it takes you to all the different websites and contact information for the the, uh, chairman who are in charge of a district. You contact them. They meet with you. And if there's a spot, you're in. That's it. And then I had my first precinct committee man meeting last Thursday, Dan. Do you want me to share a few things that you'll find interesting that I learned at the meeting?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. But I want to mention one thing before you do that. sure. This morning I found out I just did a real simple search, precinct Arizona Republican precinct committeeman handbook. And I, I just saw that uh, LD23 has their own precinct committeeman handbook, and it's very good. And it's linked on their website now. So that's that's a real good step in the right direction.
2: Yeah, Rich, for, Rich is the uh, chairman. But, he, he, yeah, he's a, yeah. he is so active. He is so active. So if there's anyone in LD23 that is probably the most proactive uh, legislative District. He's an incredible chairman, and the meeting was unbelievable. So anyone who's in 23, make sure you participate. It is the whole room was full of angry conservatives, patriots who just are still, I mean, furious at our uh, state elected officials, and even some of our, you know, the the uh, uh, which am I call it? Well, uh, the elected officials that uh, allowed all of this to transpire and, um, I've lost my train of thought. Let me go back to the meeting. So the meeting, okay. Uh, we had uh, a representative from LD 23 and our state state and, and Michelle Uganti was there. She came she did visual or she zoomed in and then uh, John, John, Josh, Oh God, it's slipped my mind. Our Congressman was there. And great people. I've never heard them talk before. Totally on the same page. They're action oriented and they are, are going to do they're doing good things down there at the Capitol. But what was really interesting is one of the, the I don't know if they're board members or whatever, they, she came on and she said that the Secretary of State's office or their County Recorder's office who actually officially makes us the precinct committee man is holding up the certifications, and they're saying, yeah, "Oh, it we're just so busy right now." So they're purposely, because they have a, they have like 400 people have signed up, and they're purposely not pushing everybody through to make them official, and they're 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 stalling. So
3: it, it, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it may just be in comp, it may just be incompetence. Um, I
2: that's not what uh, she, that's not what everybody was saying. Not to mention. But, said they keep, they keep asking why aren't these being processed what's the holdup what's the holdup and she said they keep getting a run around and then they want to have a meeting or they're gonna schedule a call so it's uh, no it's, it's it's unfortunately it's being done on purpose yeah
4: So well, it's like no matter not.
2: what well uh, that's, that's, that's what we talked about at the meeting so I just all I'm saying is is you know it, there are there's problems and we just need the people to t- step up, take action, and get involved to clean out these people. I mean, the recall is going on too. The board of sur- the board of supervisors is being recalled by We the People AZ Alliance, and all that information is on our website too. To get right. involved in in, in uh, signing the petitions and also to um, volunteer if you want, they're doing events all weekend. Um, Every weekend, they're doing different events in different events during the week to gather the signatures. Doug Douchy is on there for getting recalled, the Secretary of State, the Board of Education, because, of course, they want to spend their time doing research on how our babies are racist rather than fixing our dysfunctional school system, which I think we're, as usual, always at the bottom. So, Dan... um, uh, what other kind of inspiration or motivation or kind of pushing people over the edge can you give that they uh, – this is what to
3: Well, I'll just say it happen. like I t- – like, I will say it the same thing I told the Tea Partiers in 2009 when I would go and talk to the Tea Partiers about becoming precinct committeemen. And at the end of my presentation, I would usually say something like this. Look, I can't guarantee – that if, you know, the motivator then was Obama had been elected and Obamacare was coming to bring in socialism, right? I said, look, I can't guarantee you that if all of you here tonight become precinct committeemen and take over the Republican Party, I can't guarantee that that's going to save us from sliding slowly into socialism. But I can guarantee you this, if you don't do it, if we do not take control of the Republican Party, we conservatives, we good, decent Amer- – if we don't get control of a political party in this country, we are going to lose our republic. We are going to slide into socialism. And that's now come to pass. We haven't taken over the Republican Party. We've had, we have had 10 years to do it, and we failed utterly. Half of these slots still are vacant. The apparatus of the Republican Party is, gives us an organization – where we can locally, I call it the neighborhood precinct committeeman strategy. Nobody ever talks about, uses the word strategy, po- political strategy. This is a political strategy and it, the beauty of it is think of your precinct, your voting precinct, as your political neighborhood. It's almost like having, you know, like a neighborhood watch recruit all of the conservatives you know who live near you and the party will give you these walking sheets when i recruit people here in my legislative district 18 we give them then the walking sheet for their precinct and now we tell the new recruits now here's what you need to do we're going to give you a printout of 45 to 65 year old republicans who always vote contact these people. Some will be a phone number. Some, you'll just have to drop a flyer off at their door, maybe even ring their doorbell and ask them, and try to recruit them. I have a postcard method I use instead. I just send out postcards to these people. And I tell them, look, you can really do something politically if you join in us with us in Legislative District 18 here in your precinct. My precinct's full. I've filled up all of my slots. Oh, awesome. Some of our precincts have no, no precinct committeemen in legislative District 18. We have 444 slots. So there's one slot roughly for every 125 Republicans in a precinct, one for 125. We have 444 slots. Only 161 got filled up after the primary election in 2020. That's pathetic. That's why we're losing our country. There's not enough, there's plenty of conservatives in LD eighteen. They're just not involved politically like they should be, where the rubber meets the road, being a precinct committeeman and helping to elect better people via the all important traditionally very low turnout primary election i've done this for a candidate we took out a rhino in 2016 in ld18 using this precinct committee strategy boosting turnout of the people who don't normally vote in the primary giving them a reason to go vote in the primary and then when you do that election cycle after election cycle pretty soon those people who don't normally vote in the primary start voting in the primary they start to get clued into politics a little bit more and you boost turnout, and you'll end up electing better people. We have to elect better people. There's no hey. silver bullet. There's no ca- uh, cavalry coming. George Washington isn't coming back. Donald Trump wasn't enough, and he didn't do this. He didn't take over the Republican Party with his supporters. He should have. There's 74 million MAGA America firsters. 74 million. There's 400,000 precinct committeeman slots. 200,000 of them are vacant. I've done the math. 200,000 is less than three-tenths of 1% of 74 million. That's how many people we need, okay? We need
4: three-tenths
3: of 1% of 74 million. These NAGA people who say, I, you know, there's that old term from Thomas Paine summer's soldiers and sunshine patriots we don't need them we don't need you organizing a flag uh, rally on the street corner we don't need you doing a caravan of boats and cars what we need you to do is get your rear end out of the couch and out of your car seat and your boat seat put down your flag and go to this mundane monthly meeting and learn how to get involved and take over the Republican Party. Precinct committeemen are the party. If there's no precinct committeemen, there's no party. And precinct committeemen are powerful politically because we elect everybody in the party. The county chairs, we elect them directly. The local district chairs, we elect them directly. The state chairmen, we elect them through electors we elect, state committeemen. Every three precinct committeemen um, uh, are represented by one state committeeman. In in, uh, Legislative District 18, we had 161 slots, so we had 53 state committeemen. Well, the deplorables we call ourselves we voted for one another for state committeemen. We we got 40 of the 53 slots. So when we sent our 40 state committeemen to the state meeting to elect the state chair, we had 40 rock-solid conservatives, not rhinos, voting for the state chair. Same is true with uh, delegates to the four-year State convention where we elect the national committeeman and the national committee woman. The precinct committeeman and only the precinct committeeman elect the people who go to that convention. I was one of them. My two kids were, as well. Actually, all three of my kids this time were, who are, are uh, a precinct committeeman and who got elected to delegate to the state convention, um, and we and we directly voted for who. Represents us on the RNC. The other two members, the national committee and the national committee woman. If you're a mere registered Republican, you're 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 not in the ball game at all. You're just a voter. And you, so that's my message today. Please visit my site precinctstrategy.com. That's the new URL that redirects right to my site precinctstrategy.com. Look for the information about Arizona. Educate yourself and then get plugged in. To your legislative district committee. And um, you can also uh, email me at coldwarrior1978 at protonmail.com, coldwarrior1978 at protonmail.com, and I'll try to help you. Thanks.
2: And it's a very, very easy process. And again, all of Dan's information is intertwined through our entire Take Action tab, so that way you'll end up getting to his uh, websites. There, we've eliminated any excuses in order to become a part of this incredible movement to become a precinct committee man, and that is not only in Arizona; that is for the entire country. And his email contact information is on all of the pages that are in there. So literally, you can't say that I I didn't know what to do or where to go. It's it, hey, basically put together. Yeah. Thank you, Dan, for coming on. I appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll talk thank to you next you. month.
3: Thanks, Dan. Thanks very much. Take You're care.
2: welcome. Bye-bye. All right. So everybody, like I said, it's very, very easy. It's very easy to do. We've limited the excuses. We've done everything, but actually signed up for you. So go to everythinghomeresourceplatform.com, click the take action tab. You'll see to become a precinct committee man or a precinct committee man in Maricopa County. So it's the entire country, the entire state of Arizona, or very, very specific, simple instructions to become a precinct committee man. In Maricopa County, very, very easy. And the meeting well, that I went to last week, just to give you an all, like, oh, I want to go to another meeting. It's going to be like an HOA meeting or a typical boring meeting. It wasn't boring. It wasn't boring at all. I loved the speakers. They had another speaker on there. There's some amazing things that are going on. So uh, it, it's really community oriented. Everybody was awesome. And then, of course, afterwards, they all went for cocktails and food so at least you know that they're social I did not attend but there is it is not boring at all so don't don't think that you and it was not long it was an hour and a half no big deal I think you can handle that once a month because the only way that we're going to make a change at this point since we know our votes don't matter we the people in our local communities need to be the ones to make the change and we the people actually do have the power all right, we're a little bit over, but Mary Ann Mendoza's been patiently waiting. I kind of just wanted Dan to wrap it up and give some zingers to get everybody in motion and off their lazy rear ends who just, uh, like you said, want to just put a flag out and not do anything else. It's, we're past that point, guys. We need to literally take action every day to do something. So let me bring on my next guest. I'm going to tell a little bit of the story on how she is in this position. I hate saying it, but I think it's important for people to put things in a perspective, especially now what's going on, on, on Biden's, on Biden's border. My next guest is Marianne Mendoza. She's the founder of angel families and angel moms. And it's a support group of fix, uh, support group of victims and families of victims of illegal alien crime, illegal alien crime, it's not migrants, it's illegal alien crime in our country. They fight legislation together and are here to comfort each other in times of need. I hate this story. Her son, Sergeant Brandon Mendoza of the Mesa Police Department, was killed on May 12, 2014 in a violent head-on collision on his way home from work. The killer, a repeat criminal illegal alien, had driven 35 miles the wrong way on four different freeways going 100 miles per hour, was over three times the legal drinking limit. And high on meth so audience can you give our good friend and all-star partner Miriam Mendoza a very welcoming round of applause hey my friend how are you today
5: I'm good and and I just want to chime in on, on a tail end of what Dan said I had a meeting at my house here on Sunday we had about 15 people here. I had people here from Gila County, from Pinal County, from Maricopa County. And, you know, we've got petitions that these people all took. They're going to be in touch with their legislators and um, become, you know, precinct committee men in, the, in their counties. And this is a very important step, especially, you know, I've harped many, many times um, about people getting involved on a local level. And this is absolutely what needs to be happening. Um, you know, we just had some legislation passed by the city council in Mesa. And we are out getting petitions signed to bring it before the voters because um, a lot of our legislators have forgotten they have constituents that they represent. And, you know, this flows all the way down to border security, to everything. And so this is why I'm getting involved and why I believe every American should get involved.
2: Well, and especially here in Arizona, um, what I learned at the meeting because, uh, you're, you know, you're talking to people. And that's part of the reason why they wanted our, this whole uh, political propaganda pandemic to keep you home so you didn't have these conversations. Well, people are having them now. You know, it would have been nice to have some of these conversations and learn some of this stuff a year ago, but that was done purposely. So, I, uh, yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot on what's really going on. And what I had said the other day was, OMG, I had no idea how corrupt. And Old Voice Network, Mayor Corruption County, really was. And I just had like three conversations, okay? I mean, you know, obviously, what happened with the election and what's still going on made me go, oh, my God, I had no idea. Well, just one meeting, two or three conversations, it's on another level. and It is just unbelievable. So now, you know, right now, we're close, you know, basically between the Republicans. I mean, the Republicans— quote unquote Republicans are in charge of the House, the, the Senate, and also <laughs> Governor. It's, I, I, don't, I don't know what you want to call him, but um, besides Doug Douchey, which I give you credit for that, Doug Douchey. Um, <laughs> but what, uh, uh, what I learned was there's about three or four squirrely people that uh, will just vote whichever way the wind blows and not stick with the Republican true republican fundamentals conservative values so a bunch of these bills are getting passed are getting onto the docket that shouldn't even go through because you got three or four that'll just go with whatever whoever influenced them or whatever the benefit agenda is so that's the problem and the precinct committee man which is what dan was saying that's how you ferret those people out that's how you smoke them out of the holes the precinct committee man will end up influencing up the food chain to get rid of those twirly ones that are causing it, it, these bills It's a best-kept
5: secret. Best secret to keep, you know, the voters from really having a say.
2: They don't want absolutely. you to know that there's this process there, and Dan had mentioned that in one of the other shows, that that was by design, because then that way they can yes. keep their uh, elected elites and their chosen people to pass their uh, ridiculous bills, agendas, like I think it was Prop 208 that increases the tax rate for the uh, higher end uh, income earners in, a- in Arizona by 80%, 80%. I had no idea. So are you kidding me? Yeah. We're right up there now with uh, New York and New Jersey and California as mm-hmm. states you don't want to live in. Okay. This is Arizona. Like what happened? What, what happened?
5: I put a press release out last Friday from angel families as the founder. And I quoted the Declaration of Independence and had a paragraph under different quotes from the independent, uh, Declaration of Independence because I feel like Americans are really out of touch as far as the power that we do have as we the people. And um, as constituents and as we have people in D.C. right now, we have taxation without representation. We mm-hmm. have them um, committing treasonous acts by giving all of these rights to illegal aliens in our country. They are aiding, abetting, and harboring an illegal invasion into our country. Um, there are so many laws and, and that they are breaking their oaths. They don't they don't even take seriously anymore. They have let the power and the greed and the hate overtake the real reason why any of them are in D C. And this whole fiasco at the border, you know, allowing COVID positive patients into our uh, COVID-positive illegals into our country, they're not even testing them anymore. They're leaving that Mm -hmm. up to the um, communities that they drop all of these people in, you know, hundreds or a thousand at a time. That's overwhelming the communities. They're not testing them the majority of the time. They're just busting them to wherever they want to go. And we don't even know what other communicable diseases they do have because they're not even looking at that. But... What the American people need to understand is, they are busing these people into the areas that they need them to settle in, that are red, that they are trying to change to blue, and all of this voter thing and everything that they're trying to pass in D.C. Nancy Pelosi, nasty Pelosi is trying to pass, is their plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And and it's so it's becoming so clear. And then defunding our police department to leave us defenseless, and um, you know taking away so many of our rights and Americans are just standing by and allowing this to happen why we've
2: we've moved into a socialistic socialism country and people aren't realizing that no we actually live in a socialistic socialism country right now there is nothing about this that says freedom nothing
5: no. and when january 20th they, our lives changed everything and everything the majority changed. of americans don't even realize how much their lives have changed and how much of their rights as an american citizen have been stripped gone. and how our politicians are fighting for illegal aliens to enter our country and take over our taxpayer funded benefits that we have for people for american citizens in need and now you've got you know the the department of homeland security secretary miarcus is now calling in fema uh, to handle the crisis that they won't say is a crisis and to cover up their crimes because they're busting these people in the middle of the night. They're putting children on buses and busting them to these areas, where they're, these detention centers and areas where they want to keep them, in the middle of the night. There are more unaccompanied minors right now in, in custody of the Biden administration than there ever was under President Trump. And where are the hypocritical Democrats Screaming about them, you know. I would have more respect for Democrats if they would speak up about the same issues they were screaming about with Trump that that Biden is doing ten times worse.
2: Yeah, and just some numbers for people to digest. When this, when they had the crisis at the border during Obama, there was about a thousand of them coming across every day. It's now four thousand, but yet this not a crisis. That so they know. That of. All them was a crisis. Yeah. Well, exactly. That they know. 1,000 was a crisis, 4,000 not a crisis. I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not like a, you know, calculus, a uh, whiz kid, but 1,000 is less than 4,000, and 4,000 is four times as much as 1,000, so correct me if I'm wrong, Marianne, if, if 1,000 was a crisis, if, and 4,000's not, it's not me, right? It's not me. No. Miss- okay, no. I just want to make and- sure. I just want to make sure.
5: And, and the cartel has become so sophisticated. They realized um, in the past few years, how much money they were losing out on, you know, with these people who are being trafficked and pay- paying all this money. Number one, where are all these asylum refugees getting this money to pay anywhere from 1500 to 50000 depending on what country they come from, to the cartel? Where are they getting this money? And if they have that sort of money, stay in your home country and, and try and make things better in your country. But the cartels have a wristband system now to where mm-hmm. a different color wristband depicting which cartel fraction is, is trafficking those people. They have a number on their wristband. It's all put into a database. They have phone numbers to their families in their home countries. And once they come across the border, the majority of them still owe the cartel money. If they don't send their money to the cartel to pay off their passage, their illegal passage, they will go to their home countries and kidnap or harm their, their family members. And, and a thought hit me the other day, Michelle, you know, our government is now wanting to give $1,400 stimulus checks to these illegals. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, when they're coming into this country and they're getting a $1,400 check from the government, maybe some of them are going to be sending that $1,400 to the cartel for their illegal passage here. So now they're forcing, this administration is forcing American citizens, taxpayers to participate in paying off a terrorist organization.
2: Well, you know, and you're spot on. That's exactly what is the intention. And that's part of what the plan is, because all of the bills that are being passed are just one big slush fund payoff money laundering scheme to get the money from us, the taxpayers to whoever they need to say, thank you, or a government contract or an NGO, because you've got now, and this is what I, I've been talking about on the show for the past three weeks, you've got a $1.9 trillion arsenal coming at us. Mm Just to to destroy the country in every direction. So that money is just being chopped up to all these little thank yous. So how do you think? And there's a trillion dollars that hasn't been spent yet. So you got 2.9. It's like it's it's worse than any type of nuclear bomb coming right at us, looking us in the face. You got 2.9 trillion dollars of ammunition coming at the American people to destroy everything Mm -hmm. that you could possibly imagine. That is good in this country, because the people that are getting the money have the agendas. So it's like, you know, you, you, and you I want you to comment on this, too, because you've been involved with the border wall and, of course, the mass amounts of the illegal aliens and the illegal alien crime for years. But, you know, when you watch these caravans and these people on TV... Um, they got like brand new white sneakers. They have like a, yeah. uh, like nice clothes. Their hair is done. A lot of the women have makeup on. They they're playing on their cell phones, and you know, and if they're walking fourteen hundred miles, which that, come on, I mean that is literally, guys. Remember we have our common sense caps on on this show. Um yeah, you you've got to you've got to be kidding me, okay? So where. I go outside and I literally skimmed my pool the other day because I was trying to get, you know, the Christy Gnome arms. So I figured if I go work out and do the skimming of the pool, I can get Christy Gnome arms. I came in the house and I was dirty. I was, And that's nothing. I was out there literally 15 minutes. But there was stuff on my shirt. There was stuff on my pants, my hands. And I'm thinking 15 minutes of just skimming the pool. And everybody that I'm seeing on TV has makeup on. They're pretty. Uh, they're here, it's done, and their clothes are clean. So, the NGOs that are funding them, guess where the money's coming from? You and me, and these bills that just got passed, so now they're going to be able to even ship more over, and also, here's what I want you to really comment on. Undocumented, I guess they call them what? Undocumented, unaccompanied minors, right? There's no such thing as an unaccompanied minor. No parent in their right mind goes, you know what, I want my child to have a better life, so I'm going to let them go with these criminals and strangers and hope they make it to another country. No, no that's human trafficking. That's sex trafficking. These children are just being brought into this country to be sold and used for human trafficking and sex trafficking. So unaccompanied minors, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Comment on both well, because some you are I- in the, in the, in the field there.
5: Some of these that are arriving, you know, uh, what what sickens me of what's going on is because, you know, this this um, amnesty bill that that Biden sent over to Congress, it said you have to physically be in our country by January 1st, 2020, 2021, excuse me. But all of these, they're letting thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands of people across our border. They're expecting over a million by May to have crossed the border. So they have just added another million to the, to the very low number of 11 million they claim that are already here. But <laughs> the, Biden is already doing the family reunification program here in the United States. So unaccompanied minors that were here before... Like the 585 that they were all screaming about that were still in custody of the, of the government that they weren't reunited with their parents. 545 of those parents were contacted in their home countries. They said, we don't want our kids back. Keep them there in the United States. So now Biden is reunifying those families here in the United States. They're bringing their parents here. So how many unaccompanied minors are coming? And and what will that represent in chain migration? If one child who came over, two children who came over, have a mother and a dad and three more siblings back in their home country, that's five more people coming along with those two unaccompanied minors that came over our our borders. This isn't ending anytime soon. It's going to just keep magnifying and getting worse. And, you know, now we have a pulp that that just came out saying that – you know, calling for one world order, saying, "Let us all keep in mind that there is some that there is something worse than this crisis. the pan- pandemic is what he was talking about it 's the drama of wasting it we 've got <laughs> to get a new world order in place if people don't see what has been planned and what i mean they 've been very very patient putting this all in into in the works. but when you overwhelm a country with an illegal invasion that our our, our administration is is you know, encouraging, aiding and abetting and harboring them all. This is what people are focused on now. And they're not even focused on what nasty Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all of them are doing in in D.C. with all of these bills and rights and things that they're stripping Americans of and giving to these illegals that are coming in. The United Nations is in the thick of it. Um, George Soros, Pueblo Sin Fronteras, they're all funding a lot of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely sickening you know i've got the time to research i know what's going on and it's absolutely sickening how unaware americans are of of the tragedy that is being played out and and the destruction of our country and i'm, so I'm really really scared so i'm scared you know will the 2020 2022 um, elections be soon enough, what damage is going to be done the rest of this year and into 2022 till the elections happen, the so midterms, too late to then. take the House and the Senate back?
2: It's, I think it's going to be too late. Well, first of all, if, they, if, if Maricopa, Mayor Corruption County and the other counties don't go ahead and really get the, the ability to expose the, the fraud that happened in the election and they keep the machines in there, then we, you're not going to win anyway. Okay, So it doesn't uh-huh. matter if if the whole country voted for Republican, uh, they, we wouldn't win. That's just if you don't right. go back to, to p- paper ballots, you're never going to have another election that is not controlled by whomever is pulling the, the purse strings on that. So right then and there, right? right? So the only thing right. that we can do is like we've talked about, become a precinct committee man, get more active, contact your politicians and tell them. Uh, and blow up the phones. Well, you know, not physically blow up the phones. You know, God forbid. Now you knock at the door. Yeah. You know, and here come, here come the black suburbans to Michelle's house. Um, right. But you know, <laughs> pick, yeah, oops, pick up the phone and do the emails. And make the make them aware that you don 't want these bills to go through. we knew that the one for the, the budget for the the one the one point nine trillion we had no hope of not stopping that. That was just because that one came with the cash right away, so there was no debating it yep. no nothing so i didn 't even tell people don 't even bother wasting your time contacting your politician to let them know that you don't want this to happen. It's it's a waste of your time. It's going through, but HR one and the um, amnesty bill that's coming our way and the equality act that, you know, allows boys to play in women's sports and removes religious freedom. Those ones that we actually have a chance to, to slow down. And there are act, big active groups that are doing good things to try to, to at least, Either break it up or, or, or somehow get, get some common sense into the few that, uh, elected elites that are in there that might be able to, uh, to, to stop it or break it up or slow it down. So that's where people right. need to take action. And I, I've made it easy. I've put it on the website. And I'm talking about it every day. Take Action tab, guys. It's right there. You can become the precinct committee man. That's countrywide. The petitions are there to sign. All of the contact information for the politicians and even some of them, all you do is you click on the graphic and it goes directly into the email account through the county, especially here in Mayor Corruption County. And then the recalls. The other thing is the recalls. Get involved with that. Volunteer for We the People AZ Alliance to recall all of these crooks and criminals and horrible, evil 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 devil oriented satanic people really that's what they are because why would you do this to such an amazing country and all these amazing americans you have an agenda exactly. you're evil evil i used to say they're bad people they're not they're evil they're evil running through their veins because it's so intentional and it's destructive yes. and it's destroying lives so at least we've, we've established that and and you know people are like "Well, i was never into politics politics now controls every aspect, every level of your life. So you have no choice. And I keep saying that. Exactly. And that's why I keep telling people it's not about politics. It's not about, oh, well, you don't mix politics and religion. No, no, no. They did that. The elected elites, the demon rats, the Republic camps, you know, the, the 11 bigs, they took politics and intertwined it into every single category of our lives, all the way even down into going to church or run annual business, everything. They control everything. So if we don't stop this train wreck, which it's not even a train wreck, it's literally a nuclear bomb, then yeah. it's going to get more socialist. So it's going to be more socialistic and more socialism than it is right now. We don't live in a free country. We do not live in a free country. You might believe that, but we do not because there's nothing about this free. I gave the example of a lady, Bank of America, Little like a older lady goes to the Bank of America. There's no math mandate. The security guard gets in an altercation with her, and she gets handcuffed and arrested because she went to Bank of America at the bank to make a deposit in the state of Texas. Are you kidding me? Right. Are, are, are you kidding me? So, yeah, you don't right. live in a free country. So everybody needs to get off their rear end and do something. Put the phone down, stop the Facebook and all the rest of the stuff, and actually take some action. It doesn't take long, a couple minutes a day. Marianne, yes. I want you to – I don't know. How much time do you have? you got, like, five more minutes? 10 minutes, what do you got? Because yep. I know you, you, you got interviews lined up all over the place. You, it's like, a, you're, every time I turn on, I'm like, oh, she's on the war room again. She's turned <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, but I want you to uh, kind of just put it into reality, your past experience with the rise in all of the illegal alien crime. And now, especially since you're bringing in all of these unvetted, and if you're talking a million people, Okay. I think the statistics are what, like 60,000 or 50 to 60,000 people are, are killed every year by illegal aliens, something along those lines. And you're going to correct me, but I just kind of wanted to prep people for a number. And now that if, you know, it's just math, guys. So now all of a sudden you have a million more people. Nope. And like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just not including, um, you know, the overwhelming schools, but let's just talk about the illegal crime because that's how you started your organization, Angel Families and Angel Moms, because of what happened with your son. So let's, let's spend a little bit of time on that so then people can get more aware of what you're doing and how they can join you and then even get help if they, they were a victim or their family was a victim of this. Were they looking for some support?
5: Right. I mean, it it can happen in the blink of an eye. My life changed in the blink of an eye. A phone call, you know, a knock on the door in the middle of the night. The police department taking me to the hospital where my son was, and um, you know, with, you're absolutely right. They're they're catching so many criminals. They're they're hiding themselves amongst these family units that are coming across the border. These are the people that are being smuggled by the cartel. These are the bad people who don't want to walk across the border, put their hands up and say asylum and turn themselves in. Um, you know, and keep in mind, really, only about 3% of these people who come across the border are true asylum cases, and they're still talking to reporters and saying, I just want a better life for my family and I. You know, I understand hurricanes and that sort of thing happen down in the area, but you don't see people in Florida packing up and moving to another state or moving out of the country to another country to go get freebies from that country because their homes and their their communities have been, you know, completely devastated from a hurricane. These people Um, are being given they're out they're being told they can come here they can they're coming for american jobs they're coming for the free health benefits they're coming for everything that americans have worked all of their lives for and 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 as an american you know how easy it is is it for americans to go and sign up for free health care because they they can't afford the health care in this country none of us get free health care Right. Um, you know, the HUD housing, they're making it easier now for Dreamers to get loans. And um, they're not even citizens of the United States yet. They're working to, to make it easier for them to get loans. You go into a bank, you have to have a Social Security number to open a bank account. Illegals don't have to have a Social Security number to open a bank account. Um, you know, $61 billion went out of our country in 2020 to... El Salvador, Guatemala, um, Honduras, and Mexico, in in people here working and sending money home to their families. It's a $503 billion industry that that money goes out of our economy every year to to countries all around the world by illegals and immigrants who are here working. But we don't need to add and, and take away out of our economy and take away the benefits that are here for Americans who are hurting, the jobs that we're going to need. Um, You know, when our economy is now on the recovery path after this pandemic and um, isn't it funny you have an administration who who claimed Trump did such a terrible job handling, handling covid, yet he's opened our borders and just allowing anybody with this with this covid to just come in and get on a bus or a plane and be taken into the interior, into our communities. Biden talked about a a dark winter and and they're implementing this dark winter. They're implementing oh, yeah. further lockdowns for us by bringing these covid positive people in who don't understand social distancing, who don't understand cleanliness, who don't understand what it takes um to keep keep them and their family members and the public safe.
2: Well, it's the hypocrisy is just unbelievable where you have them saying we're in a we're in a pandemic and uh, you can't go open your business, can't go to church, can't see your friends. Maybe around uh, Independence Day, Fourth of July, you'll be able to like say hi and share a hot dog. But it's okay to just—it's no big deal to just have a bunch of people to come in that have the COVID, and there's no there's no rhyme or reason. So what I want people to just 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 put that common sense cap back on for just two seconds. Does that make any sense to you? Because if it really was a problem, they wouldn't be letting the people in. Okay? If it was a problem, they wouldn't be letting them in. That means it's not. It's it's, it's not. That's what we keep saying, that it the whole thing was calculated. Right. It was planned. Just like, the, you know, what they started doing. I caught it on television last night. I don't remember what show it was on. It might have been Tucker. He was replaying what these elected elites politicians were saying. And, you know, the pundits, the political pundits that are permanent all over the uh, all over the news, what they were saying when BLM had their little flare-up, you know, it's like a little herpes flare-up, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, hey, and then all of a sudden it disappears. You're like, oh, I haven't heard from them in a while. Have we? No, we haven't heard from them. So then all of a sudden yeah. he starts replaying the sound bites of all these brain surgeons that came on and said, well, even though we have a pandemic, and this is back when it was really heated before we kind of really figured out how how planned it really was right because we knew something was not right but we we weren't on we weren't really on to them yet so they right. um so they said well you know even though we're in this huge uh plan or uh, um uh, pandemic and you know this disease is so deadly that it could live on your shoes for 45 years and you wouldn't even know it that it's there <laughs> and then you could actually then you would have this disease in your system and you would be sick and you it is so deadly that you can just look at someone and they could get it even if they're across the street so if, if you, you, you know you have this huge deadly disease that uh, you, you need to test get a test to make sure you have it but if it was so deadly then I think I would, it's like, you know, I have a cold, I, have a, I, I know when I have a booger, right? You know, I'm, <clears throat> I get a little a frog in my throat just because I have a cold. I, I know that something's there, but this thing's so deadly, you need a test to tell you you have it, right? So that's, that's yeah. common sense tip number one. So put that in perspective. But then the, the BLM deal started and they said, well, you know, even though we're in these lockdowns and we're in such, such a, such a, a cat, catastrophic event. It's more important to go and, and exercise your, your rights to be heard and go ahead and, and uh, uh, what is it, uh, you know, unify and go to the streets and, and march and, and, and go ahead. Don't worry about masks or social distancing or, you know, and, and then you look on TV and you're like, wow, that doesn't really look like social distancing. That looks like it's a huge party at the 4th of July in Washington, D.C. where it's wall-to-wall bodies. But they said that was okay. So see what I mean? Right. It's, it's a hypocrisy. That's what people got to say. And I'm going to say it. Everybody's got to pull, literally pull your head out of your ass at this point. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: it is unbelievable that you, everybody's still, you're wearing a mask. Your business is closed. You're not doing anything to open your eyes to see what's going on. You're living in a socialist country right now. And you've yeah. got to do something. It's, you have to.
5: You can't it's well the different. more you're complacent to it and allow it to happen the further it will com- continue to creep into our lives and um you know we, we we can't allow this we've got to stop it we've got everybody has to stand up and do something now this, this exactly. is it this is
2: it this is it before people take to the streets you know, we're trying to give alternative methods to use, you know, technology and convenience to do something, right, and a little bit of manpower, a little bit of knocking on some doors in order to make some well, changes. The more, the more
5: patriotic Americans who do become precinct committee men or who, or who do go to city council meetings and question the people that are there, that is going to put the fear in these elected officials because right. they're going to realize that we're waking up. You know, it's not going to be a January 6th rush of the Capitol. It's going to be people sitting in the meetings and, and holding them accountable for what they're doing or what they're not doing. And we have the power to do it, and we just need to, you know, Pull that that up from inside of us, from deep inside of us. Pull it back up and um, understand, as an American citizen, you have every right to question anything that an elected official is doing on a local level, on a state level, on a county level, on a national level. You have that right.
2: Yeah, totally. And we have that responsibility. We have that right and that responsibility to do that. I mean, we are all born, fortunate enough to be born, or at least now in this country legally, and we have a we have a responsibility to preserve that. You know, this uh, this country wasn't created and, and and evolved into something amazing for us to, to look the other way, drop the ball, and allow these in, insane, evil, demonic people to take over and destroy everything. So no, it's, well, it's a responsibility. People, people
5: really do need to get people do need to get the Constitution. Google it online. Google the in, the Declaration of Independence. Read. What our founding fathers did. Go back to the founding roots of this country and understand how far, how much evil has, in, you know, just impermeated the, the elite there in D.C. They take an oath. None of them care about the Constitution. None of them care None. about the rights of Americans. None of them care about their constituents who voted them into office. It, they were just a way to get to D.C. and put their personal agendas and their hate In motion. And these people have been planning it and running as rhinos, you know, letting the Republican people think that they were representing them. But so many of them have gotten into D.C. and done the exact opposite of what they promised. And I think this is why President Trump was such a shock to people, because he, he followed through on everything he promised on the campaign trail, everything, you know, uh, despite all of the um, pushback and the um, walls that he had erected around anything that he was trying to do. The man accomplished amazing things in four years, and that's the kind of leadership we need in D.C. Those are the kind of people we need running for offices. Those are the kind of people we need on local levels who will get this country right again.
2: And Marianne, what district are you in? Because you're a precinct committeeman too now, correct?
5: Um, I've got my application in. I believe there was an opening. Um, Frank got in. I told him, go ahead and you take the one opening that we had. I'm in legislative district 25 25. in in Maricopa County. So um, anyway you know, we're just trying to do, and like I said, I had friends come from Payson, you know, from Gila County, from Pinal County, and I'm spreading the word, and I'm encouraging all of these people to have meetings at their house. The thing is, once you get involved like this, and you can have meetings at your house, or your church, or, you know, at a restaurant, in a meeting room, and have the candidates who are running for office come and speak to the people, let let these candidates come and and. and tell what they're going to do, and let them know, every one of us here who you've spoken to, if we elect you, we're going to be holding you accountable for everything that you've said to us today. Um, you know, once these politicians realize, okay, the people are, have, have waken up and realized they do have a voice and, and can, you know, recall us, can, can do the things mm-hmm. that we need to do to get these people out of office, I think things will change. But there's not enough Americans. There's plenty of Americans who, you know, had Trump signs up and, and rode in their vehicles in, in these, um, you know, parades and stuff that we had, the, the rallies and everything. But just like Dan was saying, you've got to do something more than that. That's not enough. That's not enough to say, I'm a patriotic American. Okay, well, do something about it now because we need you.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's time to take that action because, as you keep seeing on this show uh, this episode, and, and for weeks and months now, politicians have made politics part of every portion. It touches every single thing that you do in your life. And As you were even saying, you most people have no idea what's coming that is already in motion. It's just you haven't seen it yet. I mean, there's $57 billion oh, yeah. in new taxes that are in the bill that just passed, and people don't even know who they're going to be affected yet. There is, like, so much reverse... There's so much discrimination in these bills that you might think that you can, like you mentioned, go get a loan and you can't now. And you're like, well, wait a second. Well, that's discrimination. Well, no, no, we, we redefine discrimination. So because you check this box, you actually can't get what you thought you were going to get because we have to give it to these other people. That's how bad it is. So you just haven't, well, it just this, hasn't this, yet.
5: Right. And this, this or this uh, bill that they ordinance that they just passed here in Mesa, um, they had, they did it so quickly. And it's about gender identity, and you know I I believe you know every person has a right, and and but when you're a man identifying as a woman and you will be allowed in an in an abuse center for women and children who've been abused by men, when a man can identify as a woman and go in there. Or when they can identify as a woman it's going to trickle down into our school systems next the mesa unified school district will be next after mesa passed this ordinance to allow boys in high school who identify as, as girls to go into the girls locker rooms this is yeah, not a no. safe environment you know mm-hmm. target and many stores have a family bathroom let that be where people who identify as something other than what they were born to be a man or a woman Um, Let them use those bathrooms. I don't want men who identify as women in a bathroom with my granddaughters. I don't. No, and not at all. And they're a very all. small percentage of this country. Yet yeah, exactly. Look at how those Thank people you. are pushing. Look at how they've risen up and they're pushing this through. This is what Americans need to do to push back because we're the majority. And we don't want that sort of thing happen. We don't want men and boys participating in girls' sports and taking those scholarship abilities away from women. And what a hypocritical Biden administration to be pushing this and yet on Women's Day, talking about women's rights and protecting women and everything, they're so hypocritical. And I can't it's even so believe bad. that people actually fall for their rhetoric. I, I'm, I'm baffled as to why, how anybody can listen to them and, and think that they're good for this country.
2: Well, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up and pointed it out because I've been saying that, and I'm just trying to figure out what is, what is the – what is the agenda with it? I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to give into all these ridiculous, out-of-control advantages and rights to a, 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 such a small percentage of the American people. It's probably less than 1%. I mean, it is that low. So what is the overall agenda attached to it? Because it has nothing to helping a certain, quote-unquote, class that you just made up. And I do have quite a few different things that, that it is, but that's, that's for a whole nother show. But um, it is just uh, no, I'm, part No, I'm,
5: of... I'm all about rights for gay people. But you know what? A gay Isn't man is not going to want to go into a woman's bathroom. And no, a gay woman not like is women. not going to want to go into a man's bathroom. But you've got this <laughs> transgender identity crap going on. And that's where I, that's where I draw the line that's that's absolutely no you know go you want to identify as a zebra then then that's your that's your gig but you know whatever you've been born into that's a bathroom you're going to go into in a public space and i'm sick of these elected officials like the mayor of mesa mayor giles you know allow it he's been pushing this since 2014 you know and it's been on the back burner and and he saw his opportunity and he just pushed it through we only had two council members in mesa you know vote no against it and um so we're getting petitions signed. Um, you know, we need 9,000 signatures to have it be put on the ballot. We're pushing to get 13,000. So um, you know, reach out to me, Marianne at angelfamilies.com if you live in Mesa, Arizona, because I will get the paperwork to you to sign to get this on the ballot and let the voters vote on this. Um, we're not going to let a small city council make this decision. Seven people make a decision that affects every one of our lives and our, and our children and our grandchildren. No. No. We, th- this is this is what we have to stop. Like you said, the political elite making all the decisions for how many millions of people that live in the United States? No.
2: 330. 330 million people. Yeah. Right. Not being represented And you count the elected properly. officials,
5: you know, the members in the Senate and the members in Congress in the United States. And – and they think that they're going to make the decisions for all those uh, those amount of people. But on the flip side of that, you have nasty Pelosi, who felt threatened at the Capitol and erected a fence with razor wire on top to protect her because she's scared. But who cares about all the Americans who are afraid of open borders and these unvetted criminals who are coming over here? Yes, not all of them are criminals, but there is a big percentage – of you know, people who have already been convicted of crimes here in the United States crossing our borders and getting back in here. So why don't those people in Congress and Senate in D.C., why don't they care about the 300 million people in the United States and their safety? Let's, let's open our borders, defund the police, take everybody's guns away, and allow these illegal aliens to have voting rights and have every taxpayer benefit given to them Come on.
2: Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's it, like I said, it's about money power control, money laundering schemes of the bills and, and taking the power and, you know, human trafficking and sex trafficking and and uh the the uh, the great uh, the great reset and uh Eugenics oh, and Nancy you're Pelosi, talking about
5: now. She was he- Nasty Pelosi was hellbent on vilifying Trump to make people hate him because guess what? He woke us up.
0: He made patriotism
5: a great thing again. He made Americans proud to be Americans again. And that is not what this political elite in D.C. want. They don't want proud, patriotic Americans in this country. Uh Uh-uh. Because those are the people that will stand up to them. Nope, that isn't what they want. And so they had to get him out of there. He
2: upset the status quo. He upset the status quo of the Old Boys Network and the way things are done. And I don't know if you saw the – the segment that Marjorie Taylor Greene did on the war room. was last week. It was unbelievable. She just summed it up in like 60, 67, 80, 80 seconds of really at the, uh, the operation of the business, the it's a little economy that is run out of DC and they villainize and they, um, they isolate people that threaten them. She's one of them, Trump's another. And then they try to destroy them, their credibility mm-hmm. and think that they're crazy well, or they're just bad people just so that they don't upset their little system in place. Well, you know, we need to upset their system in general and getting involved locally is part of that. Um, Mary, I know that you... Uh, you know, you got to go. I got to still bring on another guest, even though it's way over the show. But this is too important. I don't care that it's long. People don't want to. If they want to fast forward, they can. But at least the ones who want to stick on and maybe get fired up, this is maybe the little bit of incentive that they need. Um, your organization, and it sounds like that you're getting in even more. Well, it's difficult for you to be on the political side because you, you're 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 up against well, the angel,
5: people that are totally against you. Against you. So well angelfamilies.org. org. angel families is actually an LLC and angel moms is my 501 c3 so I am able to speak out politically through angel families um, and I and I did that purposely because I uh, you know my 501c3 angel moms is you know where we um, get the donations we you know we, we went last fall and remodeled an angel mom who's been in a wheelchair for over 20 years we Frank and I went we re- remodeled her whole home you know did new oh, flooring wow. and took Two bathrooms out, and made a huge bathroom for her with a shower that they could push her in on a on a shower chair, and and uh, you know a vanity that she could wheel her wheelchair up to, and made her life easier for her. And so that's what our 501c3 does is try and help the angel families out who have been affected and and need financial help or need counseling or you know need the, the type of help that the federal government offers to you know, illegals counseling because they were separated from their children for, for, you know, 15 days at the border, but who cares about their fellow Americans who are permanently separated from their loved one? Um, So that's, you know, I am able to speak out politically because Angel Families is an LLC, but, you know, please donate because, um, you know, you can donate to Angel Moms, which is a 501c3 if you need a tax write-off, but angelfamilies.org is our website, and... um, My press release is on there if anybody wants to go and read it, the press release that went out last Friday. And, um, yeah, follow us. Follow us on on Facebook. Angel Families United is my Facebook page, and I keep people updated on there of the crimes that are being committed every single day. Um, Multiple, tons of crimes that are being committed every single day by illegals in our country.
2: So I'm going to add you to the take action tab. Um, So do me a favor, send me some information that you want me to put on there for the MESA, the the recalls that you're trying to get the signatures for and just some language. And then I'm going to, if you're, if you're okay with that, I'll include your email in the graphic that I make. So that way people can contact you if they want to help out and get involved and we'll put the angel families and angel moms information. But for right now, the best thing that people can do is, what take what take action items do you want them to do today to help you and your organization?
5: Um, you know, just I, I, I've got something big coming. I've got to get an attorney who's willing to get on board with me, and I'm going to be filing a lawsuit against the administration. Um, and if anybody out there has an attorney that they know who would be willing to help me or is an attorney that would be willing to help me, um, I would truly appreciate it because now is the time to make the statement sue this administration for aiding abetting and harboring illegals in our country allowing an illegal um, invasion taxation without representation there's so many things that I want to include in this lawsuit and it can become a class-action lawsuit and anybody listening can join it but I need to get an attorney on board to help me file those papers
2: okay take action there and then of course if they want to make a donation they go to the website and then follow you on Facebook in order to be kept abreast of what's really going on with all of these illegal alien crimes. Yes. It's insane. Insane. Well, hopefully, hopefully there is some, some people that were listening that got affected and they got inspired. They got mad. And as I say, people need to get pissed off in order for them to actually do something to make a change. So hopefully we pissed off a lot of people and they say, you know what? I'm in guys. We're I'm, I'm doing it. I am going, I'm fighting so that
5: none of your listeners have to join angel families. This is what I'm fighting for. I don't want to see another American family go through the tragedy that I have and lose a child or a loved one at the hands of an illegal alien that is completely preventable, and uh, it's going to get 10 times worse in the next, you know, next bit because of all of these people our current administration is allowing into our country. So that's what I that's what I fight for.
2: That's a perfect way to end the segment. So, Marianne, thank yes. you so much for thank coming you. on, being a great partner, and shoot me that email with some information so I can get the uh, Mesa details I up so people can get involved there. And then uh, I'll, we'll talk to you. I think I, I think you're back on for this month. I'm not sure. I, I got to look at the calendar. If you're not on, or then then definitely make sure you're on for um, April, and then we'll do a regular seven minute. But thank you for being an all star and for everything you do. And let's get the word out. Let's shake these people up, man. It's Time.
5: Yes. Thank you for what you do, Michelle. We appreciate you.
2: Thank you, Marianne. Have a great day.
5: You too. Bye-bye.
2: All right. I know that was long, but as we said, it is the, the time is now, everybody. The time is now. This is not something that's in your wheelhouse, meaning to save your country, to get involved, to stand up, to save your own lives at this point. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just trying to appeal to everybody just to get you to do something. Um, if it's not something that you're interested in, it's okay. Put your head in the sand. It's all right. You could still be a fan of the, the, the show and listen and do all that, but we need you to start taking action and because, like we talked about, the stuff that's coming that's, our, that's in these bills and the changes and just uh, the, the elected, uh, the appointees that are coming down the pike that are getting approved and the changes they're going to make that they don't need bills to pass. In order to have the changes, it's a coming. It's a coming. It is a nuclear bomb coming at us. That oh, just so you know, in this COVID relief, not including all the COVID money that has been allocated, it's six trillion dollars. Okay, six trillion. And you know, if the most recent one only nine percent went to you and I, how much really went to you and I from the six trillion? So not only do you have the 1.9 that I talked about, the one trillion that I talked about, you had total there's six trillion dollars in the system coming at you. Like a nuclear bomb to literally destroy this country and your rights, your God given rights and everything else. All right, so what I'm gonna do with what the the last the last segment. Oh my god, look at the time. All right, the, the last segment I had to pre-record Miss Missy Purdue because um, she is on location filming a television series in Texas. So I wanted to get her as part of this all-star segment for our March Maskless Madness Community Awareness Action and Faith All-Stars, especially to talk about her nonprofit win this fight, stopping human trafficking. You know, these Tuesday and Thursday special segments are a little bit more serious than than our fun Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday shows that are at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So I'm going to play the uh, interview for you guys. And then I'm going to end the show way long, important information. Um, I'm going to keep saying it. And I'm going to keep saying this stuff every single episode because it's going to, I want it to sink in. And I want to also give you the courage to stand up and to take the action, but also to literally rip off that dirty mask. I mean, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help you. There's not a pandemic. You don't have to worry about being exposed. And if you do get sick, there's so many alternative treatments and you could just even take the preventative measures to boost your immune system. Go to our marketplace tab. Suzanne Summers has vitamin D and vitamin E, and she donates a portion of your proceeds to our nonprofit partners, which I'm going to start talking about the marketplace. Ranger Mike Adams is on there. His products are all natural. Uh, It's this, this, just go ahead and be preventive. Work on the immune system. It's not a big deal. should be doing this stuff anyway, right? Deaths for the flu. The flu is more deadly than this version of the flu, which they call the coronavirus, even though they're all in the coronavirus. It's all language manipulation. It's number manipulation. It's number. It's putting the number in the column. I'm going to go over some, throw those some statistics out to you, kind of like in a fast round tomorrow. So maybe if you heard them 10 million times, it'll sink in. Like I said, I'm just wanting you to use your common sense caps. I'm trying to give you the courage and the conviction and the common sense because it's contagious to stand up, you know, you know, the, the censorship, the cancel culture is just stupid. And if we're not going to stand up to this tyranny and this control that's being issued by our local governments, our governors, then what, what what's the point? You you're in a car with a mask. What are you going to store? Like I went last week, I was out and about. I was literally the only person in every store that I went to and every location that didn't have a mask. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, that rip off the dirty mask, guys. All right, I'm going to play Missy Purdue. They're going to end the show. I know we've been long. I think it's important. I don't know if you're hearing it other places. Please share this episode and all of the episodes and the shows, let your friends know about it, get people involved, do it yourself. Become a part of something. Uh, Cause what we are losing and part of it, we have lost. So it's a pretty big deal. And we don't, we don't need that to happen any further, any worse than it is It's going to get a lot worse, going to get a lot worse. So we've got to do it. You know, we the American people, we have the power to make the change in our local communities it's where we need to start. And then of course, Take action tab is fully loaded. Everything home resource platform.com. Take action tab. Everything you need is on there and I'm adding to it all the time. We're going to be having lots and lots of specific people that are going to, uh, that are running these groups and these organizations that are trying to go out there and fight the fight. So you can learn from them, follow their groups, participate, sign their petitions, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Need to be aware. Common sense caps guys. All right. Missy Purdue. And then we're gonna finish the show. Totally long, totally worth it. Yeah, we got this, guys. We got this. And who better to talk about community awareness, action, and faith? Than Hold on, we got a little issue. Let's try. And this. who better to talk about community awareness, action, and faith than probably my favorite guest of all time, Miss Mitzi Purdue? For those of you who are unaware, we did a
4: amazing
2: one-on-one interview and it was two segments actually let's put because it was long she's she's turning 80 this month on the oh, march 27th for anyone who wants to put their birthday okay. card and um Aww. she's got a lot of stuff to <laughs> she's got a lot of stuff to share everybody so the episodes are 123 and 124 they are definitely must listen to episodes just full of so much information about everything she's done in her life. And I'm not going to go into detail about it because you need to listen to the episode, but Mitzi Purdue, she's the queen of family business. She's an author and founder of Win this fight, a nonprofit organization which saves lives and stops human trafficking for good audience. We're kicking off community awareness, action, and faith week. Let's give Miss Mitzi a big round of applause.
4: Missy, my All-Star, how are you? Oh, just happy as can be to be talking with you. And nobody gives nicer introductions than you do. Thank you. <laughs> I love when you say that. The more that you say
2: nice things, the more often you can come on the show. You come on whenever you want, girlfriend. Whenever you have time.
4: <laughs> well, I I would love it because you know, I just adore the premise of what draws people to your show, which which is community and faith and patriotism and just being good people. Well, thank
2: you. Thank you. We're just, uh, you know, good people doing good business and good things and trying to get everybody in one location, right? So we, we want to, we want to provide that platform so people can share about what they do and their businesses and their nonprofit organizations. And then for people that are listening, they, they know that they can, they can trust the people that are a part of this community that they're going to get the good information, especially with the nonprofits, you know, You've been in that philanthropy world for a long time, and a lot of them aren't good, right? A lot of them, money goes to overhead and big salaries, and it ends up just being a money-laundering slush fund. Um, so it's, the good ones are the ones you want to support, like yours, the WTF. Thank you. WTF. Win this fight, and, and but
4: it's, WTF <laughs> is the best. That is the best. Oh, I, I personally adore, even though it's it's irreverent and – and transgressive, but I love the initials of Win This Fight because I think WTF is a really appropriate way to think about human trafficking. I mean, WTF. <laughs> I love when you say it, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> I love With when you passion. say it. Yeah, because you're just, you know, I've, I've never heard you even utter close to a swear word. So for you to say WTF, it's just. It's it's awesome <laughs> for me who drops drops you know f bombs like a, a truck driver. <laughs> so, so when when we, when we can convert one of those good goody two shoes, it's like ha ha, we got her to say wtf.
4: <laughs> you have got it, you have got it. Oh, uh, so before oh, about, we talk about, about this, my feeling is well, I was going to talk about cursing. But, that that <laughs> I'm not against cursing, but I am against. Uh, like devaluing the phrase in that if you say something, uh, a, a real good old-fashioned F-bomb, if you say it once, everybody pays attention. You say it ten times, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have any impact. So I'm in favor of, uh, <laughs> of being sparing with using F-bombs. Yeah, you've got to pick and choose your
2: battles with them so they really have a zinger and some meaning behind it as opposed to just using it as a colorful adjective for everything. So you've you got a point there. Exactly. Exactly. Words of wisdom from Mitzi Perdue about cursing correctly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? In in my entire 80 years, I never expected to be a role model on cursing. <laughs> no, you just,
2: you become an expert. And we're going to have to call you the queen of cursing. We're going to, we're going to expand on the, the queen, queen of, of family cursing. business. Oh, boy. title. boy, I love it. <laughs> Queen right. of cursing. I'm coming up in the world. <laughs> Yeah, every time you come on the show, I give you a different title. So we'll just, we'll just keep adding them on the list I'll, and I'll keep track of them. Cause I know that you'll be like, so how many do I have now? I'm like, oh, you got 10. We, we got 10 new nicknames <laughs> for, for Miss Missy. Perdue. Oh, and by the way, since you said 80, just a reminder, anyone that wants to send Minnie, Missy a birthday card, her birthday is March 27th, March 27th. So put that in hey, your you little You know what I want for my calendar. birthday?
4: What do you want for your and, birthday? And I want it. Yeah. I, and I want it from each of our listeners. Um, if they will go to winthisfight.org and sign up for my blog, they're going to learn all sorts of fascinating things about what people are doing to combat human trafficking. They'll also learn such things as why the traffickers do it or what lures people into it. Or a really interesting one from my point of view is the head of the Department of Psychiatry, well, he's retired now, of New York University Medical School. His name's Bob Cancro and for years, he treated both victims of trafficking and traffickers, and so he knows more probably than most people about what makes them do it, what it's like, what's going on in their heads. Um, and I write about that in my blog. So, you know, the the feedback I get from my blog is people find that it's really interesting. So for well, my birthday, everybody, <laughs> uh, go to women'sright dot org and and sign up. <laughs>
2: So that's just in case Yay. I don't talk to you before then, but I hope that you'll be on oh, the show before then so we can have you do a little closer to the date. Tell them, um, tell them about the organization. Let's do that. And then, then I want you to kind of talk more about community involvement in general and, and the work that you've done and the importance of it. And then of course, you know, faith is all intertwined in that. So, but let's,
4: let's focus on the organization for a little bit. Okay, do your organization win this fight? When I first heard in any kind of depth about human trafficking, you know, I just had this passionate desire to do something because if there's that much evil in the world, I think I think most people want to make the world and their community a better place. And you know, when I was learning about twelve-year-old girls who are, in effect, raped ten, twenty times a night, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, whether they have their period or not. Oh, and their life expectancy is less than seven years because they're going to, they're going to overdose or suicide or be murdered for their organs. When I heard about something that horrible, I wanted to do something, but then, you know, I'm sort of looking back and examining my life and thinking, am I ever going to be able to rescue somebody? No. Am I ever going to be effective at rehabilitating people? No. Um, Can I do much about prevention of it? No. So what could I do? And then I I spent a lot of time interviewing other anti-trafficking organizations, finding out what they most needed that might match with what my my experience and and talent stack is. And here's what I've learned about pretty much every anti-trafficking organization in the world. They need money. Because they can do, they can provide more services if they've got mon- more money, and they have, if they've got more money, they don't have to spend as much time on getting it. And they also need awareness, because and the awareness part is is getting easier because I think more and more people know about human trafficking. But now now enter the organization that I founded. It's called Win This Fight, and its entire purpose is to raise money for other anti-trafficking organizations and it's to raise awareness and i'll tell you how i do the awareness part uh, i've written it's close to 100 articles now that have been published in big places so far like guest editorials for the washington i think it's the washington examiner um fox news uh, anyway i I've, I've had published in the range of 100 articles and my, my usual approach is I'll interview a particular anti-trafficking organization, and then I'll write up their story, and I'll write up about the good they do and where, if you donate to them, uh, where the money will go. And last year, we distributed more than $100,000. Wow. wow. And I'm, ex- I'm expecting it to get much larger this year. No, that's that's amazing,
2: and you're a wonderful writer too. It's it's there's something soothing about the way that you write, even you're talking about human trafficking. Yeah, but it's but it, but it be, you know the way that you, you it's just, just a different it's a a unique flow that of how you write articles. So it's it's a pleasure to read. So I encourage everybody to go to the website and sign up for the blog. What's the website that so people can do it as soon as?
4: as okay, soon as again, finish it the is Win. I make a huge effort when I'm writing. Uh I don't want to bring people down. I want to I wanna show the hope that, you know, dark and awful as the subject is, uh, there's a lot that each of us can do. And even doing something small can make a big difference in somebody's life. Let's talk so, let's get some statistics so people can
2: really understand how big of an industry this is because it is an industry it is a money-making operation at the cost of modern day slavery.
4: All right. It's $150 billion a year. And, uh, and as we're talking, I want to call up an article that I just wrote for psychology today. I haven't even submitted it yet, but they've already said they want it. Uh, But but what I want to share with everybody is just how big it is. Uh, And I'm opening a file right now. And I'm coming to, I'm, I'm going to quote somebody, uh, and his name is Tim Ballard. And here's, he's the, the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, which, which I've written about, and I, and I know him personally. But here's what he told me. And this, again, is under the subject of what does $150 billion mean? Well, and this is a direct quote. To illustrate just how big it is, imagine this. The money made in human trafficking every year, you could buy every Starbucks franchise in the world, every NBA team in the nation, and every Target store across the globe. Big?
2: That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's a year. And, then, and it grows, and it's growing.
4: And then, And then another statistic... This comes from the United Nations, and they say that that right now, today, there are more than 40 million people who are being trafficked, and to, to give a feeling for what 40 million means, that's the equivalent of the population of California. Every man, woman, or child in California, uh, that's how many 40 million is, and and then this isn't a statistic, but it's something that Dr. Kencrow told me. And, you know, I, I do make a huge effort to be upbeat, but um, what I'm about to say isn't upbeat. He said, you know, I'm asking him, what is somebody who's being trafficked? What's their life like? What's their emotional life like? And he said, imagine the most depressed you've ever been in your life. You know, maybe, maybe somebody you love died. Oh. Um, Maybe your house burned down. Just something really the, the worst thing that ever happened. Maybe you were maybe you were arrested and sent to jail. But whatever the worst thing that ever happened to you in your life was, he said, when a depressed person comes into his office, there's usually a beginning, a middle, and an end to the depression. You know, you can feel the worst you've ever felt in your life, but you will feel better eventually. He said the difference is with a trafficked person, unless they're rescued, every day of their life is like the worst day of your life as far as being depressed. It's
2: just so sad. And, and, and it's so unnecessary
4: because this is, this is
2: something that, and I want people to put, the, put it in perspective, this is something that doesn't happen to, doesn't happen to you. It's, all, it's planned. Okay. So when you have certain tragedies in life, like you just said, picture the worst thing that could happen. And then you need to have, usually there's a nonprofit to help support those types of people, right? Say, and it could right. be anything. That's something that, you know, you didn't have necessarily maybe control over, right? There was, there's loss, there's death. Um, you have yeah. an injury. Those are all things that just those, that's called life. This particular problem is actually calculated and well organized and obviously well-funded. It's supported by, as we've talked about before, people that are obviously in charge because otherwise you could eliminate it pretty quickly if you follow the money and you shut those down, which is what you talked about on episode 174. Um, so that's what's even more disturbing about it is that it's completely 100% man-made. You know, it's it's
4: You know, I've, a I've talked the psychiatrist psychiatrists who, who make a comparison, where if you let's suppose you're in an auto accident and it's completely accidental. I mean, just out of the blue, you've gotten an auto accident. Nobody in particular is to blame, but you have you have just serious, massive injuries. Take that person and compare that person to, say, a soldier who who had the same injuries, but it was caused by uh, an enemy combatant. Oh, I'm told that the PTSD of somebody malevolently wishing to harm you just multiplies it so much more. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's sort of as an act of God in a way, you know, just a complete accident, it's it's easier to bear than to know that somebody wanted to cause you harm. That's got to be so much
2: more more difficult for someone to deal with that, knowing that this person is intentionally doing things to hurt you and others and they're enjoying it. And that, so it's, you yeah, know, this is, this is a tough one. Um, but as we talked about it, Ken. So the thing is we got to stop and go it. away. Yeah, you just got to, you just, you just got to end it. You just got to end it. But you're, it's a tough fight because behind the scenes, you know, like I keep saying, the people that are doing it, they must be pretty high up, otherwise it would go. It, they they could end it pretty quickly. Um, I want to talk a little bit about community involvement overall and the importance and faith. And, and you said you wanted to share a story about Mother Teresa, so let's uh, talk about that for a little bit.
4: Okay, yeah, I would love to. And this is this is something that I think can motivate almost anybody. And here's here's the story. And it happened when there was a week several decades ago where i happened to in the same week read a biography of napoleon and a biography of mother Teresa. and what i'm the story i'm going to be sharing with you has to do with happiness now napoleon had all the worldly goods probably in greater abundance than anybody before or since he was the master of most of europe uh he, he had all the money, all the power, all the fame, all the women, all the status symbols that the world has to offer. Mother Teresa, in contrast, uh, because of her vow of poverty, the only material possessions that she personally owned were three cotton saris, you know, the robes that Bengali women wear, three cotton saris and the sandals on her feet. Those were the only clothes that she owned, and she had no possessions beyond that, and she was dedicating her life to, to to serving the poorest of the poor. And within that, she would attend lepers who, you know, on their deathbeds, she would attend them. And, you know, leprosy, how about it smells? It's, it's just, it, it's got to be as opposite from the life that Napoleon had as a human being could have. But Mother Teresa's life was a life of service. Napoleon's was a life of simply taking from people. Who was happier? And we're now coming to the point of my story. Napoleon, at the end of his days, he's, he's in exile and, uh, Saint Helena in St. Helena in the, I think it's in the Pacific somewhere. <laughs> and on this, on this island, he's looking back on his life. And he writes, I cannot count six happy days in my entire life. With all that wealth, money, power, fame, sex, all the worldly goodies that, that you could have, you couldn't count six happy days. What about Mother Teresa? Three sorries, the sandals on her feet, poverty, obedience, service, service to the poorest of the poor. Looking back on her life. She describes her life as, and I'm going to give a direct quote, my life has been a mm-hmm. feast of unending joy. So my, what, what I take from both those stories is if you want to be happy, be involved in your community, be a giver, serve others. And I think that's the key to happiness. On the other hand, if you really want to be miserable, go around being a taker. Mhm. mhm. I agree with you.
2: I agree. Yeah, it's
4: it, getting back right. That's uh, gratitude. Yeah, that's
2: what everyone. Everyone's talking about gratitude. Putting more gratitude in your life and helping others. Being involved in the community. Uh, getting to know well, your my neighbors. Faith, <laughs> right?
4: um, I, you know, I, I I don't want to impose my faith in anybody else, but I will share what what kind of makes me tick, and that is. Oh, it, it comes from ah, childhood and what we were taught in church. But and, and, and I do know that different churches take a different attitude than this. But for us, service to man is the road to God. And so serving one another seems to me what we're here for. And the
2: problem we, as people in general, we have veered away from that We've veered away from having God in our lives. And unfortunately, the media and the politicians, they have uh, wanted to remove God. You know, it says, in God, we trust on our money, right? God. The Constitution. And I bet they're going to move that. They're probably going to take that out, like that. <laughs> right? They'll pro- and they'll probably confiscate the money you got so that they can erase it. Uh, and you, oh, you know, there's
5: that.
2: The, con- <laughs> uh, the, ca- the country was founded um God. You know, they, they say God chose Israel and the United, the United States chose God. So well, the good thing is, is you're seeing a spiritual awakening and people are going back to God and they're getting more involved in their faith and community, more so than a year ago. So there is that, that movement that's happening, which I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm part of it. I have the Bibles literally on my desk. And yeah, I'm supposed to be. It's on my
4: bedside table. I've, I've got something called uh, – one of my really good friends gave me just one of the best gifts. It's called the Patriot's Bible. Have you heard of oh. that? No, no, no. Tell me, tell me. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. It was such a beautiful gift. Um, the Patriot's Bible is – it's the regular King James Bible, except interspersed you know, throughout the whole Bible are – Parts that founding fathers would quote. So you're, you're reading, maybe you're reading Exodus or something, and you can see what, um, let's say Alexander Hamilton wrote, and and I'm making this up. I I can't swear that Alexander Hamilton wrote about Exodus, but you would see what in in either their writings or their speeches where they, they quoted different parts of the Bible. And then it it tells a little bit about their lives and, and how they were inspired by the Bible. What an incredible book, Bible, and this is a gift, huh? What yeah, a good friend. I, I mean, it's it's a total, complete King James Bible, but but you know, every maybe fifty pages or so, there will be a couple of pages with a picture of a founding father, and his comments on his faith and why he believed and how it and how it worked out in his life. And, and the jumping off part is the, the Bible verse that's nearest that, that section on that particular founding father. Wow. Oh, so, it, and you know, that's a, uh, I'm so glad that you brought this up
2: because I've been wanting to bring more history and a little focus here, a little, bit of, a little constitution, a little declaration of independence, quoting some of the founding fathers and key speeches or presidents that were true presidents in the past and integrate that with the Bible and, and verses from the Bible and scripture, because they actually, oh, they're, in it, they're intertwined. And I just kind of thought that would be fascinating to bring that as a component into the show to bring in, you know, two things that have kind of gotten away from us and in, and in, uh, and incorporated into people's, you know their businesses or the nonprofits that we're discussing, or or even just current events. So I uh, I'm going to get that the Patriot Bible. I think you just came up with my well, solution. Well, actually,
4: I don't want you to get it because I want to give it to you. Uh, uh, <gasps> will you email me your mailing address and I'll make sure that. Oh, heck, heck, I don't want Amazon to send it to you, but I don't know how else to get it to you. But I'm not at Amazon, so I don't want to get it Yeah, we don't you like, bam, Amazon. bam,
2: because they, and you and I were talking just before the show on our marketplace.
4: I originally had it structured
2: for Amazon, and then when I found out how evil they are, and they're one of the 11 bigs that I say don't support, I found, bam, books a million. And they have... Um, they have options for free shipping too. So I'll send you their link so you can check them out. And that way you don't have to support Amazon, but I think we're going to put our platform towards BAM because until they come out and say that they're, we find out they're evil, we have have to give them a try, but if we find out they're evil, well then, you know, we'll kick them to the curb too. But for right now, what an amazing gift. Thank you so much, Mitzi. I didn't expect that. My my Um, deepest pleasure. Yeah. You just took the show and the, you just took the show on the platform to a whole new level. Look at you! you are gonna <laughs> well, make you a producer. The, the,
4: the girlfriend <laughs> who gave this to me, uh, her name is is Susan Davis, and uh, what a pleasure it's going to be for me to tell her that uh, that her her good work has has spread further. Hey,
2: you know what? Why don't we do Why don't we Why don't we do this? Why don't we start a or the the Patriot Bible pay it forward. I'll come up with some, some name. You know how I love to come up with names for everything. And, and you're so once, good at it. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The queen of family business. I gave you that one. And um, <laughs> oh, the queen of cursing, the queen of cursing. That was another one. Um, and then what what you'll do is you you, your friend gave it to you and then you gift it and we'll gift it. It's, we're gifting it to people. So then you gifted it to me. And then once I get it, I'll, I'll start reading it. And then whoever I think would really appreciate and use, the book or the Bible, uh, the most I will gift it to them, and then we'll start a chain reaction. So if there's That's anybody listening that, wa- that wants to jump on our on our train here, right on a, on our the Patriot Bible train, get it and then gift it to someone who you think would appreciate it and use it. And if we can maybe that'll be our that'll be our outreach for our community awareness action and faith week where people can actually take action and uh, do something for good in, in multiple ways. So I, well, that how about Well, that would be that? my
4: recommendation for, for community action because I, I have long felt that the greatest gift one human being can give another is inspiration, positive inspiration, because that gives you energy and it gives you direction. And in this case, I don't know how you could do much better than the Bible when seen through the experience in the life of people we admire.
2: It's, I don't want to say killed two birds with one stone because I don't think we should, <laughs> we should kill birds. Well, <laughs> I but Because I got to come up with a new analogy. Why I never understood why whoever came up with that said, we just wanted to kill birds and throw stones at them. But I'll come up with another analogy, but that is, it, it's bringing together God and country. And that's what, I mean, that's what this platform's about, so I, I'm on, that's I'm in. I'm I, you are, you are, and you inspired me to just come up with that and make that up right here on the show. Um, Mitzi, I know oh, that you I said you didn't. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, um, hey, kind of, so look what happens when you and I get together. Look, look what we just created. Like, you and I need to hang out a little bit more often. I'm all for it. We, are you going to ever come to Arizona? you ever come visit me here? It's nice. The weather's um, yes. nice.
4: Yes, I do. Okay.
2: All right. Well, we need we need to do that, or I need to come out your direction. Something, or maybe we can. But I love
4: Arizona, so so I'm happy to come there. Yeah, it's a besides, great place. I'm, well, three or four times a year, I'm I'm in Dallas visiting my son. So, um, you know, I should just hop on over and say hi. Yeah, we can go.
2: We can do a spa day. There's a lot wonderful, nice spas here. Two girls going to the spa. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, what that you sounds do. like heaven. Yeah, so we we need to plan that. So we are going to plan that, and then uh, we'll, come up, we'll We'll brainstorm some more and come up with some other great ideas to inspire people, and have them get the God on, and get the country on. Yeah. So, end, like I was saying before, you I know you are limited for time. You're you're going on a trip. You're going to be doing a TV series.
4: I'm going to be hosting uh, three. No, sorry, six half-hour shows.
2: Oh, and you do you know when they when they're going to air, or we don't have the info yet?
4: Oh, uh, we know that they're they're go- six of them will tape this coming. Well, six of them will tape shortly, and then there's going to be a lot of editing and promotion. So I expect maybe end of April, maybe early May. Okay. Well, we'll have you back on to promote those so we can get people
2: to watch them. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I cannot wait because I haven't seen you in action. I mean, I've watched videos, but, um, but they're, they were they were older videos. I haven't seen something recent where you're the host. Oh, I'm excited. I'm
4: so excited. Well, there's I'm, something. I'm else. You. What else? What well, else you got? Well, there's something what? else that will be just really easy for anybody who wants to participate in it. And that is on May 11th. This is free and it's virtual. But The Fulbright Association, which is an organization that pays for scholarships for Americans, American students to study overseas, and it started in in 1940. And there, there's somewhere around 55,000 Fulbright graduates. And these, it's such a great thing for America because, uh, you know, to the extent that we can have our students go overseas, learn foreign languages, learn culture, it's just great for us. For kind of our national uh, stockpile of of knowledge, for like businessmen who are involved in trade, or maybe they're going to be ambassadors. But it's just really great for uh, this program of paying for for kids to study overseas. Well, the Fulbright Association, in addition to sponsoring scholarships, they've decided this year to have forums where they'll get people world experts to discuss really important issues. And I proposed to them that they do one on human trafficking. And they said yes, and they asked me to moderate it.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't realize you were moderating. Oh, we yeah.
4: The month of Mitzi. Like only- month, many months of, Mis- of
2: Mitzi. How about that? Many months <laughs> of Mitzi that are coming up.
0: Oh, how
4: exciting. But, but but what's super exciting is they, they invited me to sort of plan the whole thing. So I've got there will be three speakers, one from Asia, one from Europe, one from the United States. And we're going to unveil a new approach to combating human trafficking. And this is why people might want to listen, because uh, they're going to learn things that, that just everybody could do about this horrible, horrible atrocity of, of selling human beings. So if they, if they want to sign up for it, uh, and I'd love it if they do it right off. If they go to winthisfight.org, there will be, just on the opening page, there will be a little like Starburst saying sign up, and it will tell you what you're signing up for, and you click a button. And, again, this is all free, but I would love them to sign up because I want to encourage the sponsors of this, uh, let them know that people care about this issue. And then there's a
2: texting option. Do you want to give that to the texting option? Uh, the texting
4: is? WPF uh, <laughs> to 51, 5 and I think the WTF is probably pretty easy to remember. The other think, part is yeah. 51, 555. Five. And do sign up for my blog while you're at it.
2: Yeah, you can get. See, now they can't say, "Well, I didn't know. I didn't know where to go. I couldn't find it." Come on, we just gave you a text, a website. Go to the blog, so you can get. Articles all the time from Mitzi, and then of course on our website I put already the text the WTF in this episode and in all the episodes that you've done the seven minute segments which are always more than seven minutes because I get you you're gonna love love. you you totally violate my structure on my format, but I you know it is what it is if I'm gonna get you I'm gonna make you talk as for as long as as you'll (laughs) let me. So that information is uh, on, on our website and on these episodes, too, so people can find that. So, Mitsy, I know you got to get ready for your trip. You have, have an awesome time, and I'm so excited for you. You're going to be the hostess with the mostess, and you're going to come back once you have that all wrapped up. What do they call it? Wrapped up in a tin or, you know, it's in the can, right? It's in, in the can. It's in so the one that's in the, in the can. There you go. Well, you used to have your own show and your own radio show. <laughs> I mean, here. Yeah. but I said, people got to go look at her website, um, just go to even com and see what see the long, long list. And then, of course, listen to Episode 123 and 124 of our conversation together. So, Missy, you're the best. You're going to come back on after it's been in the can. Tell us how everything went. And, of course, keep me in the loop when it's going to air so we can promote it on the show. But we'll have you back so we can, we can do a, a special so episode.
4: Much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, yeah, awesome. as, as always, I love spending time with you because you, first of all, I'm so in line with the values that I hear you say. And second, I love your enthusiasm.
2: Well, thank it, you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the inspiration. I'm telling you, I when you and I first connected and we did that two-part um, interview together, uh, I just was, uh, you know, I'm... I'm probably your biggest fan. I mean, I'm not going to Cathy beat you or anything, but I probably am, I probably am your, your biggest fan. So your ankles are safe with me. Don't worry about it. You're, you're good. You're good. All right, Missy. I so look forward to having you back on to talk about the show and everything else, but everybody needs to sign up for the May 11th event about human trafficking at org, or text WTF251. 555. Five,
4: five. Thanks, my dear. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you
2: enjoyed that episode with the great Missy Purdue and it's 155. This is the longest episode we ever did. It, it was lots of patriotic soapboxes by myself, Dan Schultz, Marianne Mendoza, and even Missy Purdue had them in there. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and uh, just the inspiration. Hopefully this will put you over the edge to take action. Everybody, a special thank you to all of our partners of the everything home socially conscious referral network. As always, their information and episodes and on our websites are listed on our website, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. You can see it on the partners and Patriots tab and the purpose driven partners tab is the live segments that we do. Now it's five days a week for the month of March. It's the No Mo Excuses March Madness, 31 Days of Makeover's Motivation and Marketing to take action to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, make a difference and much more, especially in your community. Threw a lot at you today. You can do it. If you need any help, you can email me, email Marianne, you can email Dan. She's on the website. It's easy to get involved. Easy to get involved, but you've got to take the first steps. Just go to the Take Action tab and check out Everything long long list and i'm going to be adding much much more but again the first take action item you need to do is contact all of those losers that we've elected and let infestate an infestation like termites in washington dc and we've got to get them on track so we could stop this hr one bill from going through So tune in tomorrow, Wednesday, the 17th. That's St. Patrick's Day. I don't know how to do St. Patrick's Day. I have to come up with an Irish accent. It's an Irish accent for St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's. I don't know what that one is. But tune in tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday, at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Remember, we're at Pacific Time here in Merrick County and Anarchy, Arizona. And you'll be listening to five guest seven-minute segments filled with tons of tips and takeaways. And then don't forget to tune in to the all-star partners on Thursday for another nooner of community awareness, action, and faith. Big, heavy hitters. We're going to have Pastor Greg Young, Shelby Bush, and the infamous Miss. Amanda Grace, the prophet Amanda Grace. Love that woman. She's coming on the show. So she goes on at 1240. And I already prepped her, said if you could stay longer, I can go as long as you want. So we'll see if we can get her stay on a little bit longer than 20 minutes. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. All righty. So I hope you're awake, or maybe you've turned it off, or maybe you said, ah, this crazy biatch, I'm tired of listening to her. Or maybe you say, you know what, these, these episodes are a little too action-oriented for me, a little too serious. I like the ones on during a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which she's kind of making an arse out of herself. It's all good, guys. And, 218, uh, 216 segments, 130 live one-on-one interviews, 118 partners that you can learn from. You can uh, get to know and literally take action and change your life. So you're awake. Go take action. We'll we shared today make it a great day because you deserve it. Tomorrow, nooner, Information, motivation, and yes, some entertainment. I'm gonna work on, I'm gonna work on some special stuff for tomorrow. I think we're gonna have time to change up the sound bites. All right, I'm out of here. Can't believe it's two o'clock. Later,
0: later, Gator.
1: You've been listening to Everything Home with Michelle Swinnick. Life